Meeting the people in your community. Here's Lisa Kay with Talk of the Town. It's time for a good Talk of the Town. A little bit of a, a rainy day that we have going on. So we'll have a little chat about some music and Mankato Symphony Orchestra. Ernesto back in studio, the musical director. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's good to see you. I, I saw you from afar last time you were directing the last uh, performance that I saw. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to our concert. That was fun. Um, I always wonder how the people around me are going to be taking that. There was a, a very small child next to me and like very uh probably just maybe one and a half or so and they lasted through most of it it was pretty good very good very good you know that's you know so good young, for the kids right and also you know young children are part of life yeah. so you know i love having people of all ages you know anywhere from you know 11 months to 80 90, 90 years old coming to right. our concert this is a it's a wonderful thing to build community around music and I think that there, I mean, there has been some studies done. I know my kids are older now, but when they were younger, I often had classical music on for them because they said it was good for their brains. That, that is also <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I've heard. And, you know, I, I believe that because it really makes your brain turn and, and I think it stimulates your brain and your ear in ways that no other type of music can. Right. So I think it's a wonderful thing that there are parents that believe in classical music, in live musical experiences, and they bring their youngsters to the concert hall. Right, and so they're welcome. We're going to tell you about another thing that you're going to be welcome to, and this is called Towering Triumph, and this is uh, it's coming up on the 22nd. Correct, it's, it's in the 22nd of April. And is a is a concert um, that is actually a brief concert. It's kind of a different format that we are experimenting. Uh, is no intermission and is around one hour in duration. So oh, it's very okay. very accessible in 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 that regard. And we're gonna the be the child playing, would have lasted. Through the this. child would have lasted through <laughs> this. <laughs> and, Come to this one instead, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the feature piece for this concert is Shostakovich Fifth Symphony, which is, in my opinion, the most important symphony written in the twentieth century. Oh wow. Um, Dmitry Shostakovich, uh, a Soviet composer who lived, you know, um, very dark times in, in uh, under the Stalin regime, mm -hmm. and he had a an interesting relationship with Stalin because uh, he 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 hated Stalin, mm -hmm. of course, and Stalin hated him hated him back. Mm. However. Shostakovich, being a um, very successful composer, was kind of a success story uh, as a propaganda, you know, in, in, in the West. Could not be denied. Exactly. I mean, Shostakovich was very famous, very successful. His, his symphonies were, you know, uh, eagerly awaited in the West, just like we await, you know, uh, Hollywood movies these days. Sure. I mean, uh, there was great expectations uh, for his, you know, compositional output. Uh, output. Uh, he even made it to the to the front page of the, um, the the cover page of the Time magazine. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, he was a very prominent figure. Um, b back then, and and how his does music this work when you don't get along with Stalin and you? Well, it, because he had this amazing talent, and Stalin needed the figure of Shostakovich to show the world how you know, quote unquote, great, uh, you know, gr the, the great achievements of art. Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, actually that shouldn't go on, on quotes because I mean Shostakovich music is a great achievement yes. of art uh, but uh, you know so Stalin needed Shostakovich and in in many ways he tolerated but it wasn't without terror mm. that uh, Shostakovich developed his career it, it is known that there was a time where where he feared for his life so much that uh, he uh, always had a packed suitcase oh. at night because he was ex expecting the 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 KGB to come overnight and and take him with take him with them wow and and he didn't want his children to 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 see his father, you know, being taken away by by the secret service. So, right. um, so I mean, and and a lot of people in Shostakovich's life, friends and acquaintances and colleagues, were being murdered or disappear or tortured. I mean, it was a very dark time, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Shostakovich, luckily for us, did not what uh, was not a victim of that. And this symphony that we'll play is a lot about that. I mean, the third movement. Um, without any words, of course, really show that heartfelt sentiment of of duress that 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 he was living. And this symphony is is very well built in in, in that sense. Um, we we call the title the title of this concert is Towering Triumph, and this is a triumphant symphony, ultimately. Mm -hmm. But it does not start that way. It starts in darkness, it starts with sorrow, it starts with desperation. And uh, it was written in 1937. Okay. It was a really tough time, not just in the Soviet Union, in the world. I mean, we see the, the rise of uh, the Nazis in, in, in Western Europe, in Germany more specifically. It's a time of, you know, Great Depression. Uh, you know, we, we, we're just like... The, the the Great Depression just happened a right. few years back, mm -hmm. so it's a very very hard time, and that's kind of where the symphony starts. And um, there, so there is uh, there is um, snippets of militaristic music in, okay. in the middle of okay. it. Um, in fact, the brass and percussion instruments don't even come in until you know uh, seven minutes into the piece. It oh, wow. starts very dark with the strings and, and and whatnot, and then you hear this militaristic music. The second movement is has very uh, sardonic humor. It's, it's a scherzo, which is very common for a middle movement of a symphony, but the, the level of sarcasm in, in, in this is just incredible. Shostakovich uses uh, the E-flat clarinet, which is a, it's just like the regular clarinet, but shorter. Mm -hmm. So it can produce... <laughs> I used to play clarinet, so I know, I know what that is. <laughs> so it, it produces this like screamy so yeah. sound. And um, it's very effective in, in, in creating this sardonic, sarcastic mood. Uh, it's almost as if somebody is mocking somebody oh. else. So I, I think Shostakovich is a very skillful composer at creating these evocative moods. The third movement is based on uh, um, an orthodox uh, kind of uh, service for, for the dead. Uh, and a uh, Russian Orthodox um, Church, um, and it, the sound of it is very uh, ecclesiastical, and um, so it is based on, on the Mass for the Dead, on the the Requiem for 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 the Dead, and finally, uh, this takes a sudden turn and goes uh, through a triumphant ending, 
which is quite astonishing. And, um, you know, 1937 is not per se a year of triumph, mm -hmm. but I think Shostakovich is imagining what the ultimate triumph is like. Uh, the symphony is in the key of D minor, which, you know, uh, in music we associate anything in the minor key as, you know, sad or mournful or, you know, uh, all those like dark feelings. But it ends in major. Oh. Okay. So this is a process that has been done in the past. In fact, uh, I would say the first major piece to do that, especially in a symphony, is Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. You know? Okay. Da, da, yeah. da, da, yes. da, 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 da. So that eventually ends in a major key, triumphantly. Many other composers have done this. Uh, Tchaikovsky has done this. Uh, in fact, the Fifth Symphony is the same thing. It starts in, in the key of E minor and then it's in the key of E major. And Shostakovich it uses that same design in his own language, but that same design, starting in the minor key and eventually, um, you know, shifting to the to the major key in in a triumphant uh, ending. And I think that should tell you all you need to know about what journey this is. You know, is from darkness to light, from mm -hmm. you know sorrow to triumph, to, from sadness to joy. Uh, you know, and 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 jubilation. So I th I think it's a magnificently designed symphony. I mean, Shostakovich is a master of human psychology uh, as far as you know constructing music without words. Uh, you know, art that is ineffable that expresses things that words cannot. And uh, Shostakovich is a true master of this. Talk to me a little bit about how uh, you mentioned, and I've I've heard before, and of course, having played many years ago, um, when you have a piece, you need to be able to feel. I'm going to try to word this correctly. You need to feel the emotions of the piece in order to to perform it, whether you're singing or playing, um, to do it well, to better connect with it. What do the the um, musicians with the Mankato Symphony Orchestra, what are they given? Are they given this prior to giving the piece? Do they know all of this that you've just told us when they go into practice on their own and before you get together? How do they, how do, how do you envision them doing that? This is a very interesting question. Um, I think, well, in general, in general, we musicians know the, the history of the piece. We know the implications of this particular piece. I mean, uh, all the things that I just said, but that's that's one layer of of feeling and of of you know sensations. The other layer is personal and mm -hmm. very intimate. And different people have different relationships with this piece. I mean, this is a very standard piece in the symphonic repertoire. So, our musicians who are. are incredible musicians who play in other regional orchestras around mm -hmm. you know the upper midwest uh, have played this piece and, and everybody has built a re I have conducted this piece in other places so everybody has built a relationship with, with the piece you so know? does it mean something different to uh, you know you might be thinking dark and, and as you're playing you might be putting yourself in your own personal situation and that comes out when you play yes yes I would say yes I mean just think about you know the color blue you know like i know what blue is and you also know what blue is but i don't know how you see blue mm -hmm. like how i have no idea it, right yeah. I, I i have no idea if blue 
from your eyes mean the same? I mean, we we both call blue blue, right? But I have no idea what you're experiencing. <laughs> so it's kind of the same process. But I think in music, music is less um, uh, is is less less vague in in that regard because this piece is really about the human spirit. Okay, you know, it's the development of personality. Is you know. Uh, morphing something into something else starting in one place and ending in a completely different place mm -hmm. even though that place didn't exist at the time where this piece was written so it's in a way an idealistic world where we're ending up we should require everybody that's going to go to this performance to listen to this show because <laughs> i think when you explain it and you hear you don't get that um unfortunately when you when you go to the symphony some people go and they don't know the history of right. what it is that they're about to hear but when you explain it like that you can really uh listen for it and it, i think it helps you understand it i, I, I you're agree. very good at that by the way <laughs> well thank you thank you Uh, let's talk about how we're, we're ending on a happy note there, um, something triumphant. Uh, the very first thing that we're going to hear um, sounded very uplifting to me when I was reading about a Joan Towers fanfares for the Uncommon Woman. Tell me about this. It's not very long. It's not very long. So Joan Tower is one of the most prominent living American composers. Uh, she I think, I don't want to get this wrong, but I think she's in, in her 80s right now. Okay. Uh, and she is as vibrant as a, you know, 20-year-old. She plays piano. She she continues to play recitals and continues to compose. I mean, she is an incredibly energetic person, very charismatic. Um, I love her music. Her music is very rhythmically driven. Uh, so she wrote a series of short pieces called Fanfare for the Uncommon Woman. Uh, of course, it's a word play on the title of Copland's Fanfare for the Common Man, which he wrote, you know, towards the end of World War II. Mm. Uh, however, you know... Okay, I get it, that. Let me re read that again. Fanfare for the Common Man. And this is a take on... Uh, this is Joan Towers' Fanfares for the Uncommon Woman. Right. right. So one, must, one, of course, is asking... Who is the, the, the uncommon woman? Mm -hmm. Well, she defines uncommon woman, uh, those uh, women that uh, were risk takers, were leaders, and that in many ways um, broke through barriers that were there for women and uh, you know that were able to achieve things that historically uh, were not available to women. And these six pieces were each dedicated to female composers or, you know, people in the arts, fem female uh, performers in classical music. I mean, classical music has been historically a male-dominated field. Mm -hmm. And there are very few women who achieved a level of success comparable to their male counterparts. So she took six of those people and dedicated these pieces to mm. them. And one of them is, you know, Marin Alsop, who was the first you know, a uh, female conductor of a major American symphony or there are other, other composers and, and, and whatnot. So um, these pieces are great. They are super energetic. They're great openers, and which is why we're, we're, uh, we chose to open, open our concert with, with, with her music. I mean, we 
wholeheartedly believe in, you know, playing the music of living composers. Right. Composers who write music for today's audiences. And and John Tower is one of the greatest composers this country has. You said that there are six pieces. Which piece and who's it dedicated to are you going to be performing? Yes. Yeah, so we are playing. So, so as, as I said, there are six pieces. Uh, only two of them are written for orchestra. Okay. Um, and uh, the other four are written for different instrumentation. So this piece was uh, originally uh, written for piano. And, and uh, she dedicated it to a composer. But in 2016, uh, she um, orchestrated the piece for orchestra, for full orchestra. Mm-hmm. And she dedicated it to, uh, and this is written in the score, it says, to the intrepid Hillary. <laughs> no, in 2016, you might recall, there was a famous, you know, yes. quite, quite important election. And uh, one is to assume that the intrepid Hillary refers to uh, a former uh, presidential candidate, you know, who right. who was uh, very close to being one of the, fir- the uh, who was very close to be the f- being the first female uh, president of, of the United States. So it, it, that is the only non-musician or non-music related person mm-hmm. to whom this is dedicated. How long is that piece? Uh, it's four or five minutes. Okay. It's very short, okay. and, and it's, it's it's a very nice opener just to like get the spark, and yeah. and and then we we will go right into the the Shostakovich Symphony. All right. Now this is the finale for the symphony orchestra. Correct. This is our last concert of the season. We had a great season. It was my first season as music director. You'll be back next year, right? Of course. Of <laughs> okay, course. <good. laughs> yes. Yes. And and and. I can't speak yet publicly about next season. All I have to say is we have a very, very, very exciting season that will soon be announced. uh, And we cannot wait to share with our community here all the great things that we have in store for next season. I hope you'll come back here and tell me all about that. Now, if we want to get tickets for the concert that's on the 22nd. Where is it? How do we get the tickets? We, of course, always have tickets at the door, but for the convenience, we also have tickets available online at mankatosymphony.org. Just a small note here that uh, children under 12 get access for $1, one single dollar bill. Right. So that's that's a a wonderful thing. I I would take advantage of that. Uh, But again, tickets are at mankatosymphony.org or at the door the day of the concert. I'm going to put all of the information underneath in the show notes on this. You can find this over on the Talk of the Town podcast page on KTOE.com. And until then, anything else that we have to talk about? Until I see you next season when you have your announcement for me. I'm sure you'll come in <laughs> yes, when you're ready. For sure, for sure. And we'll open up the mic for you and, yeah. and let you let us know what's happening next season. Yeah, well, thank you so much. It's been a great season. And, and I, I am truly excited to to share more music with our wonderful community here in south central minnesota so thank you for having me today mankato symphony orchestra here on talk of the town